We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to the Gilcast. You are either listening to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast feed or the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football feed. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Nate Noling and Sammy Reed. And um, guys, we really just as a group, we we need to apologize to the listeners. We have not been giving them what they what they want. The people tune in for us losing. And I just was kind of sitting on the couch yesterday watching the games, and I, I really realized. I mean, this has collectively got to be the best year we've ever had. Uh, I, I think this is eight weeks in a row for me uh, cashing the massive $50 double up. No, there was actually one week where I didn't, where I was in I was in a big chop and I only got like $64 back or whatever in. But guys, we are we are not delivering what the people want. The, the tilt. The tilt factor has been too low on this program. The, the people the people have to be really pissed off. At every single week, Nate turning over an insanely dumbass lineup and just like crushing every week. I mean, this has to be getting old. It's got to be tiring because it's even tiring for me of like some of these head to heads. It's like, come on, like this is really this is really what the people are playing. But I mean, when yeah, when when no one in the field wants to play Garrett Wilson because they're scared of a little bit of rain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Nate. Dude, we got to put him in jail, Davis. This is this is egregious. like straight fucking jail, Nate. All right, so these were these were the scores this week. Nate N, who if you want to play him on DraftKings, if you're listening to this, going this guy fucking stinks. I'm gonna take his money. This is how you can play Nate. You have two options. One, you can DM him on Twitter.com and you can say, Nate, send me a game for X amount of dollars to DraftKings username, or you can add him as a friend. I I don't even know how to do that. Uh, There's some sort of social thing on DraftKings, but you you can add people as friends. But Nate scored 163.2 points. I scored 158.42 points. Whirling Dervish scored 154.3 points. And uh, we all played different teams. We all all played uh, pretty differently. You guys both played Jake Browning. I did not. Uh, we all played Kamara. We all played Zach Moss. We all played Rashi Rice, and we all played McCaffrey, and that was it. 
the, that was mm-hmm. the only overlap we had. So we all had different. But we all, but we all had the same construction. And I think yeah, it was really was... the the main two v two was like the Kamara uh, wide receiver versus Keenan. Like Keenan, right? CD. We didn't. So we yeah, all we went didn't the play same CH. And that yes. was, I mean, that was so key because, dude, you got to figure it out. Like, if you've been playing DFS for years, you have to know what donkey chalk looks like. You have to be able to identify donkey chalk. And that's what CH was. He embodied donkey chalk. He's, I, I would have played Clyde Edwards Hilaire had Taysom Hill not been ruled yeah, out almost 100%. I would have too. I would have too. And, and the thing is, sometimes you eat the donkey chalk because everybody else is going to play it. And it's cheap and it makes the rest of the lineup work. And that's great. Um, I was also going to play CEH, but in retrospect, I'm actually disappointed in myself because if we didn't get Taysom Hill out, which obviously bumped up Kamara's projection, what we should have done is is still not played uh, CEH and and played uh, Rashad White. Well, yeah, Rashad White would have been the play, but I mean, essentially like anytime you can get off of ownership, you have to do that for, for a spot that you feel good about. And so with Kamara, it was easy to get off of the CEH ownership where without Kamara, I do think I probably would have played CEH just because I don't think deviating from ownership long-term is, is plus EV in cash, unless you feel great about that spot. And the Kamara thing was easy, but if it wasn't for the Kamara news on Saturday night, I mean, so 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 the problem with him. Rashad White, we we've been playing this guy for weeks. Uh, his role is completely outrageous. He's you know I mean just basically second to McCaffrey right now in like overall workload. And he was what six point eight on DraftKings. Yeah, but he, he got wasn't. A, he got his first price hike of the year. Yeah, it, it was weird. He wasn't really popping in the projections. Like he was fine, but. Most weeks, it's like, dude, you got to play Rashad White. He's he's just a smash. He got this price hike, and it's like he was fine. And I originally had him when I first made my shell early in the week. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Rashad White. Before projections even came out, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's easy. And then projections came out, and he was not a must by any stretch. And I, I'm kind of wondering why not. Like I, you know, obviously there's a lot of things that get baked into projection, but like, why was, why was he not? Cause he gets popping? 19, he gets 19.6 every week, but he does it on like dog shit efficiency. And so you need him. It's just very hard to project a guy for like 24 touches in a game. Like even McCaffrey yeah. doesn't really project for that many touches in a game. And it just, it just seems to keep happening. You when know, you actually look at projections, he doesn't look that much different from a, a guys that he was priced around with a Joe Mixon and Josh Jacobs, or like there's other guys who get similar volume and he was like in a price tier where he wouldn't have meaningfully separated. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's, that's fair. I mean, well, it was, I, I, just in general though, I think we should go high level. This was like a, a pretty wild slate because yeah. I, I didn't really feel good about anything like the only the only stone locks i thought existed on the slate uh really i just thought it was mccaffrey and zach moss outside of that you could have talked me into almost anyone else i think i cycled through like four tight ends now likely likely would have been stone cold like you don't even think about it had there not been weather stuff now what ended up happening with likely was the total i think sunday morning was like 36 and then it got bet up because the rain started to clear like the weather just wasn't as bad uh and and 
hand up on this one. I did get saved from playing Brevin Jordan again by the weather for that game because I I probably would have played yeah. I probably would have played Brevin Jordan. Actually, I was so close to just like getting zeroed out yesterday because I had the Clyde Edwards Hilaire Keenan Allen variation of my team. And, uh, and we right. talked and we talked you out of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I just, when I, I woke up, Kamara, it was pretty clear no that him. it was it was Kamara. But I thought Rice was a lock as well. I mean, I know that the I, like we talked a lot on, on Sunday morning about how Rice had a range of outcomes that maybe wasn't a lock. But for me, in this spot, Rice was 100%. We, we, we should talk about Rashi Rice because Rashi Rice uh, in the massive $50 double up was the most owned wide receiver. He was the third most owned play of the entire slate, 73% of rosters in the massive $50 double up. And honestly, you could have told me that he Justin Watson this game, like straight up zero points. And I would have, I would have believed it. Like, I know, I think- but don't, don't, don't look at results. Like what I was trying to say was like, this is a type of guy that you want to play. Like, Based on the fact of the game environment, based on the fact that he's connected to Patrick Mahomes, based on the fact that he's a talented rookie, yeah, who's, he's, he's, who's he's overall he's share of the offense to the is going up. Best quarterback in the NFL, it's good for him. No, this is a spot that, like, <laughs> even if he zeroed out, I would have been fine. Oh man, like, Davis Davis is down bad right now. <laughs> I I don't I don't let real life chief stuff affect me that much in general. But like, I couldn't sleep last night. Like, I was like pissed off, dude. I, oh I didn't get to, I didn't get to bed. I didn't get to bed until like 1130. I wake up this morning. My alarm goes off to go to the gym. And I'm just like, motherfucker, I can't believe this shit. Like, I'm so mad, dude. And and I'm not, I need to be clear. I'm not mad that Kadarius Tony lined up offside and the refs correctly called it. Like the ref, you know, the ref just did their job. Like whatever. Yeah, dude was a yard outside. Like, mo- <laughs> Honestly, the thing I'm there, there's two assets to this. The first is that I'm so terminally online that every time the Chiefs lose a game, I'm like, well, Mahomes will never be called the greatest player of all time now when he retires in 15 years because Brady never would have lost like that, you know? And then the other element is it wipes off literally what would have been the coolest play of the Kelsey Mahomes era chiefs. I mean, that would have been mm. the coolest play they ever had. They, it, it's so chiefs, right. To just be like high leverage spot. We don't give a fuck. We're doing dumb shit. We're doing the ring around the Rosie. We're doing oh, Kelsey's lateraling the ball to like the worst player in chiefs history. And it gets wiped off by a pet. I, I thought the, so I saw the flag. I literally yelled at my wife from the other room. I was like, you have to see this. You have to come see this replay. I thought the flag was going to be defensive offside or, or something. Like I did, I was like wide receiver offside. I can't no, remember. Dude, I can't remember. I, I never high, remember. High leverage spot where that a play was ruled that like I, and you I mean, want to know it really was, it was the right call, but it was, it just, was the right call. I can't, you know, I can't. You want to know it's weird. Time. They, they called an offensive offsides in the night game too. On a on a tush push, I well, think. Well, that was that was Rod. I I guarantee you that was Roger Goodell saying, "You guys better eagle eye that shit." And if there's <laughs> another one, because I do not want to deal. I am not trying to deal with the Chiefs, like you know, playing this game under protest or something. I mean, and it's it's obviously extra frustrating because uh, now it means the Bills are probably going to be in the playoffs, which means the Chiefs might have to play the Bills in the playoffs, which is super. Not which optimal. is which is good for football. I've sure. never seen Patrick Mahomes tilt like this. Like Patrick Mahomes is off his rocker, bro. Well, if, he if, is if you, if you think about it, if you think about it, and I know, we'll get back to the lineups here in a second. If you think about it, the dude has faced like almost no adversity in the NFL. He he's host. He's never played a road playoff game, you know. So like he just has to be looking around. Like coming to work for him is probably miserable right now. 
Like he's just like, fuck. Everything's on me. I throw these dimes. Skymore drop Skymore runs the wrong route. Kadarius Tony lines up offside. I got MBS drops yeah. deep <laughs> touchdowns that like I mean, that's that's twice. It would have just been like game over. Game over. Patrick Mahomes did it. Oh man. I, I saw I saw a tweet yesterday that Chiefs wide receivers now have either committed a penalty, a drop, or a turnover to end four games this season for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not great. Not great. I mean, the, the, these guys like have just like been winning Super Bowls and hosting every AFC championship that exists. I mean, God, like sure. God forbid. It, yeah. In a, in a league with mad variants that they experience a little bit. Now, what will be most frustrating to me would be as if this all works out and the Chiefs have this lost season and Lamar still doesn't find a way to make a Super Bowl. You know, like if the Chiefs are completely <laughs> out of the way and it's it's, you know, like the, the seven seed Cleveland Browns are in the AFC Conference Championship or something like God forbid. Can't if have Joe that. Flacco leads the Browns. Like that would be something. It really would. OK, back back to the lineup. So these were the key decisions. Quarterback. There were three guys in play. Justin Fields. Brock Purdy, Jake Browning. Four um, guys. Four guys. Joe Flacco. No, no. Who, nobody was who, I, I mean, you guys, I originally had Flacco with the CH lineup, and it was going to be glorious. Flacco was 1% owned in the massive $50 double up. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and say that that was not a popular decision. Four, Meanwhile, 4.7K, 4. 4. goat of all goats. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? What what did no? I got to pay five hundred more for Jake Browning. Like, well, what did the money? What did that money even do? What did the Browning the Flacco money even do? What did it? Oh, with with Ch, it let me get Keenan and DJ Moore. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, would have been a bit. I I wanted Fields. I thought Fields was the best of that group. Yes. However, when you played Fields, that mean you 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 couldn't play Isaiah Likely, and you had to play. Brevin Jordan or Kate Otten. Yes. Uh, and and the thing is, if you know ball, you play Isaiah likely. Yes, that's correct. That that's it. You look at the projections, it's like, ah, oh, whatever. Like they're all kind of the same. No. If you know ball, if you, know you ball. must jam in Isaiah likely. Yeah. I, I thought likely was when when the weather concerns were now, I don't want to say they were gone, but when they were lessened, I thought he was in a tier of his own at tight end um and i don't and even I, with with tight ends because their eight dots aren't like that far downfield i know likely's is going to be a little bit more because he's more of a that's receiver, the thing is likely is Rain more of like a real yeah. real now with yeah, i guess but, he, he, the argument you could have made was for brevin jordan the range shouldn't matter that much because he's getting all his shit like four yards from the line of scrimmage. right that's basically the weather didn't factor in as much to my decisions with the tight ends basically if i was to take an l Tight end is probably where I would take it this week. I didn't feel good about any of these tight ends. <laughs> just, like, just the Nate Noling hypothetical L. Oh, you know, if I'm not I was to take it, it L, this would be this would yeah. be where I took it because I, so, I, I, it's not that I think Kate Otten was a bad play, or like the other guys that I was. Looking he wasn't at a bad was, play. He just wasn't was like, likely. I almost looked at Kyle Pitt. I had a Kyle Pitts team. There was a, uh, there was a Cole Komet team. There was like an Everett team, and then there was a. Uh, Conklin. Okay, but I was the, never going to play Komet two Jets. Team, so the Comet team was out there. Um, I I saw that team. I actually had that team in for a little bit, but that was a Ceh team. Um, yep, so I ended yep. up I ended up yeah. going I ended up going away from that. But that team, I think that I forget exactly what the eight man combination was, but I I thought that team was fine. The only bad team 
that I think people could have turned over yesterday because there were so many things you could have done. Really, I do think the Keenan CH was not after Taysom was ruled out. I, I think you had to have Kamara. I think the CEH thing was just people playing a little scared. I think honestly, it, it's people who are playing too much defensively in cash and not enough thinking about upside. The reality of CEH, his upside is 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 just limited in this offense in this yes. spot, and it's very different than a Zach Moss at the same price tag. It's very different. Would Would you have um, felt the same if McKinnon was still out? If he was still no, out with his groin no, injury? No. Oh no! If McKinnon CH was still out. That changes the whole lock. thing. That, yeah. I mean, McKinnon is what drastically limits Ceh's upside. And so, if you played Ceh, I think you're just a little scared of like, I'm just going to play the highest floor lineup and not lose. And I think in well, you know, in 20, you know what it was twenty it, that would have worked, but in 2023, that doesn't work. It was that people hate Drake London. You know, it was it was fear because this the the two v two was Alvin Kamara and Drake London versus Keenan Allen and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, but like and- the ceiling on a Drake London versus CEH, like I get that the floor might look better for a running back that's going to get 10, 10 guaranteed touches. But like Drake London and Garrett Wilson, their ceiling is significantly different than these CEH. I don't know. We'll get to the Garrett Wilson thing in a second, but. Uh, okay, tell, so- tell, tell the people the lineups, Davis. Yeah, okay, uh, well, well so- you can go, you can go over the, are, were there any other key decisions? I mean, defense was kind of a decision. Most people play Cleveland. Um, yeah, I, I, I moved I, off of I really Cleveland pretty. That, I I thought as soon as the Trevor Lawrence like because I, I I thought he was like less than ten percent to play, and then when I found out he was playing, there was no way I was going to continue to play Cleveland's defense because if and 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 this is like if people thought Lawrence was healthy enough to play Zay Jones, why are you playing the Browns deep like? I, I don't know. I, so I'm because the, the, the Browns defense is good and Trevor Lawrence is is. Fine. Hobbled. It was it, it was it was a fine it was a fine play. What it did for me when Lawrence was ruled in is make it from like wow we kind of have to play this defense to oh they're fine. But I I didn't I did not catch until right now that you got away with playing the Bears defense in cash. I Buddy, mean, like, because what, I'm a goddamn alpha. Let's go. It's, it's honestly actually I the only criticism I would have had of that pre lock was I thought the Chiefs were the best cheap defense uh turns out turns out that's not true why would but, you not uh, have played the jets the jets were at, like at their price when the jets everybody's were 500 concerned more. about but when everybody's concerned about houston and all, all this the rain and all these other things like the jets are a great defense in and of themselves well, so were the even browns. in a great environment so were the browns yeah, yeah i thought they were i thought they were both good I, I don't have a problem with any. I don't have a problem. Sammy, you just always show up with the weirdest shit. Like I bet you were like not duped. Like I bet I bet you go. I was I was not I was not duped. I I I had guy. a very I had a very strong opinion that I was uh not gonna get off of. And which and was playing DJ Moore. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't I, mean, I wasn't I, making I, played... I wasn't making any lineups without DJ Moore this weekend. Yeah. I wasn't doing I, it. I played he was my uh i i jammed him in tournaments so like i i totally i totally get it so this was the team that nate played jake browning alvin kamara zach moss rashi rice garrett wilson drake london hate otten christian mccaffrey in the jets defense i mean nate no zay jones dude what are you doing showing up without a guy who got 14 targets at 3700 and living to tell the tale i am i am just nate, nate, so i don't off. i don't understand this nate played hate otten he played Garrett Wilson and 
I for the life he played, of me, he played I, Garrett Wilson in a monsoon and lived to tell the tale. Like holy shit, Nate! Like get your head out of the spreadsheets. Like I understand that he looked like a pretty decent value at five point five, and you know the projection was good. You're in a monsoon with Zach Wilson, and for some ungodly reason, Zach Wilson threw for three hundred yards in the monsoon against a pretty good team. I don't know how this happened. You run hotter than the sun's ass, bro. Like right, that was let's egregious. Talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Garrett Wilson I don't even, I don't even see seconds. how you didn't play. I, I guess you played Browning and Wilson over Purdy and Zay Jones. Is that that? I guess yeah. that's right. Yeah. I do. How so, do you not play Zay Jones and Purdy? Like, okay, oh my so let's, God. Let's talk about Garrett you, Wilson. You, you should have, you should have got the blade yesterday. Yeah, let's talk about dude, Garrett Wilson. This is, for this one is insane. Uh, so Garrett Wilson is uh, third on the year in in Whopper behind Devonte Adams and Tyreek Hill. Garrett <laughs> oh, Wilson say the line. Say the line. Say, say the line. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett Wilson is literally priced at his floor based on all of these things that you guys are talking about. Like he's fifty five hundred dollars. Yes, it's Zach Wilson. Yes, there's weather concerns, but he is he is the he is a volume monster in this offense, and he is. Honestly, like his talent, he's he's $2,000 underpriced for his talent. And so all of these things that you guys are talking about are baked into his price. Like he's played with Zach Wilson and awful quarterbacks all year. He's played in crappy situations and still performed and had the volume. And so at 5,500, his floor price, why would I not be playing him when everybody else is playing these wide receivers with no ceiling? So Garrett Wilson and Drake London provided me such a massive ceiling at such a low combined price that it was like, this is the way to build versus taking on these low floor or uh, higher floor, lower ceiling guys. I thought the Garrett Wilson thing at 5,500, like when he was only th- like 8% owned or 3% owned or something, I'm like, people are just playing. What, what was they're Jones double counting. They're double counting. Yesterday? They're double counting is what people are doing. Projections are baked in the fact that Zach Wilson and all of these awful quarterbacks have been his, his, his uh, quarterback. I bet, I bet if I go back and look, Garrett Wilson was not in the top 100 aggregated optimals. I would hardcore disagree with that. People would have had to exclude Garrett Wilson if, unless they're using some insane projection. I, when you, I didn't when you, see Garrett Wilson in any sites shit yesterday. I would dig into the numbers. I, honestly, like I, I'm telling you, he he was he was like a top three, top four wide receiver value in all of my stuff. Like I and and he was like, he was you, on ETR. He was a, he was a solid value on ETR. It, it would have been something that people excluded him based on double counting. Because when you look at targets, when you look at projection and you just look at like he, he pops every time. And at 5,500, I'm shocked he wasn't more on. It's, it's because people are double counting because people are saying, I know better than the projections, even though the projections are already factoring in everything that you think that you know better. And, and that is, that is what I said. I do know better, but the, the reality is like, you're just looking at this median projection you have to know that in this kind of weather with Zach Wilson, the floor is insane. There, there was low. straight up a risk of him getting zero DraftKings points. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Instead, Zach Wilson threw for 300 yards. Like, at, unbelievable. I don't think you guys have looked enough at Garrett Wilson's season to realize how much he's done with, with terrible environment all year. Like, he, he legit at 5,500 is underpriced, like, probably by a thousand. Like, so, I mean, I will say this. I had Garrett Wilson early in the week. 
like before the projections came out, when I was just building lineups, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, Nate. And I was like, yeah, Garrett Wilson, like this talent at this price is really good. And then the weather came and I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing it because the median's gonna, gonna be what the median is, but like the range is just going to become so freaking volatile. So I, 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 I excluded he's got a whopper above 70 and like almost every single game he's played this year, he's got 225 expected DraftKings. Like he legit is a volume monster combined with his talent, his raw talent, like at 5,500, he's, he's so underpriced. Zay Jones Anybody and Garrett his... Wilson had the same amount of targets on Sunday. And you, they, yeah, I mean, we ran, we ran really bad with Zay it. Jones, bro. <laughs> I can't believe I'm it, not man. saying Zay was a bad play, but. I'm saying like I, I can you make faded, the same argument. You faded Purdy, who just auto gets 25 every week. Just it just comes preloaded with the bonus and with minimum two touchdowns. To because play. Salary he's, is a he's, thing. he's better than Mahomes. He's better <laughs> than Browning. Mahomes. Jake Browning is 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 literally throwing at a high. I, I actually like, honestly, I had Jake Browning everywhere. I had Jake Browning props. I had Jake Browning everywhere. Like because projections, like Jake Browning was a good play. Like. Man, you I are. Mean, you, he, no, he was. I actually, I actually have no criticism of the Browning thing. I just, I think. I'll say, playing. I'll say, as somebody who played Browning, I was, I was really, really nervous. I did not like playing Browning, and I did it. No, I felt. I mean, he did. He did kind of get bailed out in a sense of Chase Brown, him dumping the ball off and getting what was that? Uh, I guess fifty-four like a, yard touchdown. Yeah. But what would was, it have been instead? He would have just—he would have been chucking the ball to Chase. Well, he would have gotten like he would have gotten sixteen points without. Dude, he, he smashed and he didn't even that. use Chase. I think yeah. Chase went three for twenty-nine. No one, no one on the team had more than four targets. I I don't have a big issue with the Browning thing. I do think not playing thirty-seven hundred dollars a Jones was just like terrible. I I really yeah. do. Got to got to play the monsoon. Well, Rice was a lock. Rice was a lock to me. Wilson was great and so was London. And and like, yeah, I don't think Zay Jones was bad, but like honestly, you know who I almost played? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Was it Rashad Bateman? Jonathan Mingo. Jonathan Mingo was another guy who projected very well. Mingo projected very well. And his target share has actually been consistent. And it's not like an injury-based Yeah, that's an ultimate. It's not fragile. That's an ultimate spreadsheet not knowing ball play. Because Mingo was 27% owned in the massive $50 double up. And I guarantee you each and every one of those 27% people do not know ball. Because Mingo stinks. And Bryce Young stinks. Bryce Young yesterday had negative 0.3 EPA, not cumulative, per play, which meant that every time he dropped back the pass, the Panthers were losing 
0.3 expected point. I mean, that is, you just, you cannot play Mingo when, I mean, maybe in a different universe where Christian Kirk didn't tear his groin last week, I maybe I would have. Still probably not. I would have never it, played Mingo, bro. Dude, Mingo's, I, Mingo's DraftKings points overexpected is 0.58 over a massive sample. I mean, this dude is legit. Like, you have to discount. Every target he gets is worth a half compared to any other quarterback. Like, yeah. Mingo's volume is, it has to be massively discounted for how bad he is and how bad his situation is. So, like, where Garrett Wilson, it's not even, to make the same comparison is, like, insane. But I, I did, Mingo was, like, if I didn't play Wilson, I probably would have played Mingo. Buddy, how many how many times has Nate like been so close to making the most egregious play and then being like, well, so I decided close. not to so at the last close. minute? Like the people have been robbed, I think, every other week in this goddamn I mean, they, podcast. I mean, I've been I've been in the I've been in the same spot of like almost doing like multiple disaster decisions this year. And then just for whatever reason, I mean, I almost disaster swapped yesterday because come on. I mean, it actually would have been fine because I again would have just swapped to Debo. And that's like the, that's the secret. That's the secret. I think that's kind of 49ers and the Cowboys when they play late, we just got to swap onto Debo or CDs. Like it's, it's a free out every week. Yeah. Easy, easy game. Okay. We haven't even gone through the lineups bro. let's get back on track. Okay. Uh, all right. Shit. I just closed that. I just closed that in the three, man. Let me pull it up real quick. That's that's all right. I'll read it. Yeah. Go for it. I'll read it. Okay. So, um, Davis played Brock Purdy, the goat. That was awesome. You played Kamara, Moss, and McCaffrey. What you did at receiver was go Rashi Rice, Drake London, Zay Jones. And then you played likely because you know ball and the Browns defense. This was a really good lineup, Davis. Um, I'll just yeah, I'll just read team. mine and then we can talk about it. I went down to Browning. So me and Nate played Browning. I did Kamara, Moss, McCaffrey at running back. I played Zay Jones and Rashi Rice, and I went up to DJ Moore. So I made some concessions with my lineup um, because I felt like I had to have DJ Moore. I really thought this was a letdown spot for Detroit. Um, they almost lost to to Chicago the last time at home. Chicago, if you like, look at some of the stuff over the last like four or five weeks. Their defense has been playing amazing, and every game that that DJ Moore has played with. Uh, Justin Fields, he has been smashing. And so the thing to me was when when we were playing Kamara and McCaffrey, we can't get up to that elite wide receiver tier. And so I thought, who is who can actually be a legitimate number one receiver at a lower price tier? And to me, that was DJ Moore. Um, I liked London. I played him in a lot of G- GPPs. He ended up outperforming more. So like no, no hate there. He was really good. Uh, but I thought DJ Moore was like a legitimate if I can't, if I can't spend a lot of money, who's, who's, who's an actual alpha and DJ Moore is an actual alpha. So to do that, I went down to the bears uh, DST at home against Detroit. And they, I mean, they fucked like they sacked yeah, golf four times. They had two picks. They had a fumble recovery. They scored 14 DraftKings points for 2.4. You know, it, it, you you keep going back to the 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 old adage: some things in DFS don't change, and it's that if you like the rest of your lineup, just find a DST that you think is all right. Like, do not prioritize DST at the risk of other skill position spots in your lineup. I didn't, and uh, obviously ran good to get fourteen, but that was the concession that I made, um, and I'm happy I did it. DJ Moore is a is a complete boss, 
and uh, he showed it. Yeah, I got I got no issue with your team. Yeah, your, team I, I, is good. your thought process is sharp. I do think the wide receiver thinking through like alpha and upside uh, makes sense. And I also think like, you know, we've talked a lot about like this year offensively things are changing. Like, I, and I do think there is a reality to alpha wide receivers being um, having more ceiling in the past than some of these second wide receivers on an offense. And uh, just the way that NFL defenses are playing these days, I think we're back to the alpha having unlimited ceiling type of things. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, like I think I, I, I mean, I'll say I really like Davis's lineup too. Like, you know, you just, you just put Purdy in, man. I mean, just like you said, Purdy's just auto 25 ing every week. It's like he's 6,500, but he's got the same ceiling as Lamar and Josh Allen. Like it, yeah, he he's, really he's does. Just got, I'm not even joking. No, he's got very few paths to failure. Like he just like, his his like, path to failure would just be that McCaffrey scores all the touchdowns via the rush. That that's how he fails in a game. Yeah, um, or he plays we, we, concussed. He, yeah, that three game stretch where he was playing with a brain injury and uh, that impacted his production as well. Yeah, no, brain injury and no Debo, and and you can look a little bit mortal. Um, all right, so I, I got a little bit of a um, contrarian potential take that I that I do think we should actually talk about CMC at this price. Now that they are not playing to get him touchdowns the way that they were earlier in the year where it was like guaranteed, I actually do wonder if we can continue to consider CMC a lock at this price. Like he had one, he had one target. Yeah, he had one target and not enough. Like, I mean, literally, he is getting as a fit, he's he's doing well, everything guys, he possibly when Debo, can, and he's when barely Debo, getting when Debo is scoring. 50 yard touchdowns every single game. There's just not enough plays. There's just That's not enough actual so like, plays. Well, but Debo's not going to score 50 yard touchdowns every week, like probably only half the weeks. But a lot of what we have baked into Christian McCaffrey's range of outcomes were how they completely changed the offense earlier in the year. Where okay, they were but if he just him... scores on that 73 yard rush at the beginning instead of like if he goes 76 yards instead of 73, it's to- it's fine. You know, no, our projections still would have to bake in the fact that he's getting way less volume in this offense than he was four weeks ago and his price is going up and up and up. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying like, do we need to talk about the fact that CMC has to have like a 1.8 level efficiency to be a good play at these price tags? The thing that would make me reconsider would be if they were using the other running backs more, if they were actually doing the resting thing that they talked about, Jordan Mason played six snaps in a, like a total blowout win. So I, I don't, I, like I get what you're saying. I don't think it's like uh I don't think it's dumb, but I just think it's like very easily explained by yeah, you know, Brandon Ayuk is averaging 37 yards a catch. Debo is scoring every time he gets the ball. I mean, they actually did the thing where Debo uh got to the one yard line and they were just playing with their food. They were like, they were like, okay, Debo, you got to the one, so we'll go ahead and give you the touchdown. Like yeah. Players coach. We we love to see it. You know, I, it was, yeah, it was definitely tilting when, when McCaffrey breaks off 73 and then gets taken out. It's like, it's the first play of the game, man. Like this guy's a horse, like leave him in yeah. <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. Um. But, but, man. but, but what I'm more concerned about Nate is not necessarily the goal line stuff Um. because I think that'll like ebb and flow. But at the end of the day, like McCaffrey's going to get his, he's shown to be an elite, elite touchdown maker. And I don't necessarily think that, earlier in the season when they were trying to keep the streak alive, that that was like such a big thing. Like we saw it one time where they like really, really went hard to like get it to them. But I feel like most of the other times it's happened fairly organically. Um, what I'm, 
a little bit concerned about, like I said, is the uh, receiving volume that, you know, has has not been amazing. Like he has a lot of games with three targets. You know, this week he had one. The week before he had four. You know, it's like they have a lot of mouths to feed in the passing game. And one of the things that you really loved about McCaffrey is he was going to get like five to seven targets every day. Um, it's a little bit lower now. So I, I think on a week to week basis, yes, we can reevaluate. But like there are still the, the age of running backs today. There are still very few players getting this kind of like high value touch, mad touches, you know, goal line work, you know, all that. Like he he encompasses it he's, all. So he's more valuable because running backs in general are just scoring so much less points. So that's, even like, yeah, that's, that's the point that's I'm trying to make. Yeah. Like if you I'm look just at saying, like over the past two weeks, he's had a total of like, he had 9.4 expected DraftKings points last this week. And then 16.5 last week compared to earlier in the season where we were seeing like 25s and 30s. And so it, like there is, a price tag where it's like you can't pay for 15 expected points and then pray for 1.8 efficiency that gets you to 25 for like, for sure but 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 I will but I will say I mean you know obviously the last couple of weeks haven't been that amazing but like I'm just pulling up one of my seasonal leagues right now Christian McCaffrey uh 311 points for the season the next closest no, I'm not talking about results I'm talking about like inputs inputs into uh, like Buddy, like there's only you don't, so you don't need to worry about in inputs when he's got when he's got 50% more points than any other running back on the season. All right. I'm I'm trying to make a case. We play a weekly game and uh trends change quickly and being being able to adapt to them is sharp but we don't yeah, I don't know. Starfading I, I get I get what you're saying. I think you are just basically falling victim to the 49ers are the Death Star. They're not playing competitive games. Like if they are in what what is the 49ers upcoming schedule? Like that I think plays that plays a big part in it. So the 49ers oh. are gonna play well, okay, they're gonna play at the Cardinals. That might be a spot where he only gets 16 touches, but then the rest of the season is home to the Ravens. Road to the Commanders. I mean, the Commanders' defense is so bad; he probably gets there on like eight touches, and then home to the Rams. Like those are all spots where I would expect. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into any of those other than maybe the Cardinals game being worried about play volume. All right, let's do. Well, let's the do Niners turn. are gonna have a, a a 31 point implied team total in these games. I mean, right, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do tournament stuff. So, uh, all my tournament teams ended up not getting there because I played 100 Justin Jefferson and. Wait, Kai. wait. I'm I'm so sorry. Can we just can we just talk about likely for a quick second? Hey, he was a lock. What do you what do you want me What do you want me to say? Like, you got to no know ball and play Isaiah Likely, who's just playing Mark Andrews's role in in the offense and is mega fucking athletic and can make giant plays that. Kate Otten and Brevin Jordan cannot make. He can break off a 54 yard Bre touchdown. Brevin Jordan's, Brevin Jordan's pretty athletic. Brevin Jordan's That's fine. Athletic. He's not a, he's not Isaiah likely. Yeah. I, I think the, the thesis with Isaiah likely played out. I mean, he ran all the routes. I think he got eight targets. He plays with a great quarterback. Uh, mm. yeah, I mean, mm. can't believe you played Kate Otten. Nate. Can't believe you played, played this old slow white tight end who like had Kate one like a second year white yeah, he's Kate a second Hutton year tight end who had old. literally 10 expected DraftKings points he had five targets to likely seven and two of his came in the red zone like don't act like Kate Otten was a low volume just got there Kate Otten is, is, was not he is. he's just he's just out there running routes and Kate Otten Kate Otten 
every week when I do the Monday morning thread, I'm like, oh, he played every snap but two. He got four targets. He got that's six right. DraftKings points. It's like that's, that's right. what that's what that's what K Dotton does. Yeah. Um you're just you're just lucky Desmond Ritter decided this was the week he was gonna throw for 326 yards and and actually like kept the game going. Yeah. True. All right. I obviously I had no good sweats because I played Justin Jefferson on every team. Uh he got smoked in the chest and had to go to the hospital in the second quarter. Um, he was 8% owned. Honestly, I'd, I'd probably make this decision again. Uh, you know, eight, how, how many it's, slates? It's it? sharp. It's sharp. It's, it's mega sharp. Like, I don't know about, I don't know about, know. I don't know about mega sharp because the sharpest shit. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of confounding variables like Josh Dobbs obviously kind of stinks. You know, he literally got benched for Nick Mullins in this game. Never a great spot in your life. If you're getting benched for Nick Mullins, but like, yeah, dome game, Justin Jefferson, one of the highest ceiling players in fantasy, uh, all of my single entry teams, I did Justin Fields, either uh, Justin Fields with Cole Komet or Justin Fields with DJ Moore. This team in the big red zone, I did Fields and Moore. I also played Bijan Robinson on 100% of my teams. He scaled up to a season high in snaps yesterday. I just sort of just kind of had a feeling that it's heading in that direction. I mean, Arthur Smith is actually like Kyle Pitts, season high in route share. Drake London season high in targets. It was his, Drake London's most targets down the field in any game of his career. Like they're he's he's learning. He uh, Arthur Smith is evolving, but, but they lost. So he's gonna go back to getting Tyler Algier fifteen carries next week. They yeah, lost. Like I, he, they finally possible. let Ritter go and they lost. Yeah, I mean, it's totally possible. It's totally possible. Uh, yeah, I mean you you never know with those things. So this team was Justin Fields, Bijan Robinson, Zach Moss, Justin Jefferson. DJ Moore, Parker Washington, Isaiah Likely, Jameer Gibbs, and the Chiefs defense. I did Gibbs. Actually, the Gibbs thing literally should have come to fruition because this lineup was playing for the Bears' blowout. Gibbs should have gotten a bazillion checkdowns. He didn't. Really, he didn't because the Lions could not get a first down. Like, I actually think had the Lions been able to get some first downs in the second half, Gibbs would have... It would have been like the Ravens game where I think Gibbs had eight receptions in the Ravens game. But, like, Goff looked like he had just learned about football for the very first time. I mean, he was 2% owned. Uh, this was, I bet if I plug this in, this is probably negative sim ROI, too many thin plays, Parker Washington, Gibbs, yeah. and mm-hmm. Bijan. Well, um, I mean, the other thing is DeMont got three catches, which is very high for DeMont. Yes. Yeah, that game was Could, weird. could have been Gibbs's. They're, they're just like legit chopping. Like, obviously, Gibbs is getting more work in the passing game overall, but like, they're just chopping. Yeah. He ran way more routes. Gibbs ran way more routes. He just Montgomery just happened to get the, I think he doubled up. He doubled up Montgomery in routes. The The frustrating thing obviously is watching the lions be behind by 15 points to their divisional rival and be handing the ball off on second and eight to David Montgomery. Just being like, what the fuck are we doing here? Dude, um, you just have to have a thing in your spreadsheet. Jared Goff outdoors exclude all lines. Like you just yeah, can't play. So, uh, so that's so what I had in my spreadsheet. Jared Goff outdoors uh, include Bears DST. By the way, uh, pretty damning. The Jamison Williams breakout is not upon us, as it turns out. One target Dude, in this. No, but okay, he got there. J- Jamison Williams had a play, and and literally Jared Goff missed him by 15 yards downfield. Jamison Williams is too fast for Jared Goff outside. I mean, it's like if that was in the dome, Jared Jamison Williams has a 70 yard touchdown. I mean, it's like he he literally had it and and Goff just missed him, not even close. Yeah. Gotta gotta be in the dome, bro. 
Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, really the only thing, the only thing's interesting about what I did was I played only fields in tournaments. Uh, that ended up being bad because the move was to just do double stacking Lamar, actually triple stacking Lamar. Probably uh, you you just did uh, you just did the triple stack Lamar. Uh, you used uh, the Cooper Cup bring back boom million dollars is yours. Justin Jefferson and Bijan. That was the that was the entire thesis of what I did. Well, felt that all, leads that leads right. really well. That leads really well into my team um, because I have some news for you, Davis. Um, a Lamar triple stack does not guarantee money oh my how did you lose with a lamar triple stack dude holy shit um i bring you one bateman uh, rashad bateman. Bateman. yeah bateman <laughs> oh no <laughs> i knew that was coming i, thought, I knew that I was coming so sharp i felt so <laughs> sharp when i flipped this lineup and i saw lamar jackson 1.8 percent zay flowers two percent Rashad Bateman, 0.7%. Isaiah Likely, 18.4%. I'm thinking, just give me the money now. We don't even need to play out this contest. Um, unfortunately, uh, did not get there. Um, Shocking. But yeah, I, I mean, I felt really good about the Lamar uh, wow. partnership. And I, 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 Literally the only piece that, bl- that blanked. Even OBJ got there. I know. I mean, I just, yeah. So that was tilting, um, but because I knew it was going to be low ownership on Baltimore, I was like super chalky with the rest of the lineup. So I had Kamara, I had Moss, I had uh, McCaffrey, I had Zay Jones, and I had Jets D, uh, but it did not. That was like my favorite team. Uh, didn't didn't cash in the spy. So yeah, tough, tough scene. Pretty sharp, Nate, besides the Bateman thing. Yeah, live and learn. I I, right. I like that. I, I didn't have the I didn't have the stones to do. Uh, I did Lamar and like smaller stuff. Uh, I also, I, I just got to go since the theme of the show is transparency. I also, I never, I don't really do this all that often. Uh, I max registered the mini max just cause I was like, let's, uh, let's ship 150 Mahomes teams. And, uh, the first thing I ran into was, and this should have been a dead giveaway. I couldn't get the Sims running 10,000 iterations to give me 150 plus EV Mahomes double stacks. <laughs> that might've been a, that might've been a sign. That, that might've been a tell. That might've been a tell. Uh, so those teams uh, did not win. Did not 150 Mahomes. is <laughs> not what you needed yesterday. Da- that is why Davis is so tilted about that last play. Cause he was about to like min cash half his lineups and they all no, went to zero. I, I'm tilted. I'm tilted because that would have been a, it would have been so legendary. Like Kelsey would have ran off the field in a Taylor Swift's waiting arms. And instead we're, we're just watching Mahomes throw his helmet on the sideline. So brutal. Yeah. yeah what do you got you know, for us? Tilt, tilt, tilt at refs in, in his checkered shirt and his press conferences. It's very yeah, tough. Seriously, scene. that press conference, not even like for Mahomes. Not great. Um, I played Justin Fields and basically all my, all my GPP lineups. Um, this one from the fair catch was probably my favorite, even though it did the worst. Um, I did fields with DJ Moore. Uh, I did not bring it back. Um, I played Bijan Robinson because yeah, Bijan's goaded and Zach Moss. Cause Moss is just like, you know, just, just going to keep playing Zach Moss and, you know, I mean, money. look, dude, if you love Zach Moss this week, you're going to love him two weeks from now at like. 29% ownership when he fails again. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, I played a receiver. I played the aforementioned DJ Moore. I also played Mike Evans, uh, who gets there every week, except for this week. One catch, eight yards. But I wanted the Bijan and Mike Evans correlation. Thought that, that game uh, could go back and forth. It did. 
uh, not in the way I was hoping. Uh, and then I also played Gabe Davis, zero DraftKings points. And then I played Jarek McKinnon at my I'm flex. Giving you, I'm giving you the fish for the week for playing yep. Gabe Davis. I mean, yep. Yep. <laughs> not, not great, Bob. Not great. But I like the McKinnon. Yeah, I, I like mean, the well, the, the, yeah. the, the problem is I could have played, I played London in a lot of lineups and I could have played London here, but I wanted that Gabe Davis McKinnon. And I just wanted to have the, the direct, you know, I wanted to have the, the game, but I also wanted to have the direct uh, CEH leverage because everyone was so confident that like CEH was the play. And yeah. it's like, yeah, Jared McKinnon. Um, the, so, actually, now that I think about it, you might have played that game a little too contrarian, like, because you would have needed both digs and like the high high owned pieces in that game to both fail and well digs digs failed digs kelsey, did but gabe kelsey did. basically failed for his salary yeah. yeah yeah so you know it is what it is uh i also played the bills defense so the thesis was that the bills go up big while gabe davis helps gabe, them do gabe, that gabe and bill's defense have to be really anti-correlated yeah the <laughs> sims the sims are not in on this team and frankly as a shitty team uh it did not cash <laughs> yeah. spoiler alert um scored 120 points but we are the, we've just been putting out dog shit after dog shit in tournaments i thank god thank god for cash games because uh man expectations are going to be all out of whack for next year. It's going to be like, we're just going to lose for like months in a row. And just like, there's going to be no end to it. We're going to be late swapping to Debo and he'll get like a carry. I, I just can already, I can see it coming down the pipeline next year is not going to be our 2024 year. is going to be a rough year for us. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's just ride the wave out boys. By the way, I also played Isaiah likely in this lineup um, because no I know ball. You, you know, ball. Uh, all right, guys, we are, uh, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week.